Hello and welcome back to the Beatdown Bandits podcast. I am Colin and this is season three, episode 16 of the podcast. And um, first, I am tired. Um, been uh, uh, traveling a lot and uh, so I have not had time to record podcasts, do anything, figure out what I'm going to do for the podcast. I haven't been had time to like edit videos um, get some fun stuff recorded. I just, I just haven't. And, uh, work has just been kind of kicking my butt lately. And, uh, I've, I've taken on a lot of new things and, um, it's definitely slowed me down, um, as I'm kind of settling into the groove. And like I said, some travel stuff has kind of picked up, which is nice. Um, kind of a sign that, you know, the, the kind of the COVID stuff is, uh, is coming to that end. Right. So, uh, that's a huge bonus. Um, uh, but now it's like kicking my butt as I'm like kind of getting back into that groove of, of having to travel a little bit. So I've been doing that. And uh, like I said, it's just a little worn down and, and just haven't had a whole lot of time to set here and record and do things. Uh, and um, it's frustrating, but it is what it is. Um, I'm going to look at it as a win of like at least, hey, you know, work is kind of getting back to some normalcy. So that's that's kind of nice. So um, in today's episode, as you can see over there, is uh, we're discussing Ted Lasso, which um, is, is something I, I, I like had seen bits and pieces of. Um, just like YouTube clips or whatever um, over the last couple of years. And I just, I just never got around to watching it. And finally, maybe two months ago, I'm like, all right, finally, like, I'll just, I'll just bite the bullet. And, and like, I'm just going to pound through the season and or the two seasons, excuse me. And uh, I did, and I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Uh, it was, it was like every episode got a little better and better and better with the exception of one. Um <laughs> And I'm sure everybody who's at least watched all of them knows there's there's one episode that's a little weird. Um, but anyway, um, uh, it's it's a it's a fantastic show. Um, I'm going back through it again and having like my wife watch it now, and and uh, it's just it, it's it's. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it's just it's just such a, a wholesome, feel good. Uh, from the heart type of a show and um, with even like discussing like some real issues and stuff. So it's, um, it's, it's pretty serious. And and I know like it came out like kind of prime COVID, like summer of 2020. And uh, you know, when everybody was still kind of like stuck at home and um, having something like that come out during that time was, was massive. And that's why it, it won a bunch of Emmys and got nominated for a lot of stuff. And uh, why it was was so insanely popular. So um, I definitely get that um, for sure. Also, I just realized I have my earbuds in like I'm listening to something. Um, I don't know why. So I uh, <laughs> just take this off and I will bump the microphone in the process and make a bunch of clicking sounds there because the microphone's oddly sensitive. So, um, so anyway, uh, if you're not super familiar with, with Ted Lasso, um, I'll give the couple minute uh, kind of abridged version of kind of how it goes is uh, Ted Lasso is an American, American football coach, a college coach, uh, a smaller school in um, Kansas, in the very middle of the United States. If you're not familiar with where Kansas is, um, there's just nothing there. 
and he takes his team to uh, win a national championship. Um, and you don't know really why you find out like right off of the bat that, you know, he and, a, and another coach are leaving American football and the, their home to go to England to coach a premier soccer league uh, or, or a team on the premier league in, in London. Uh, it's AFC Richmond, which is a fictional team, but uh, they're kind of based off of, of are based off of Crystal Palace, the, um, that team. And uh, so they are going over there to coach them. And you don't know why, but um, you soon find out uh, he's uh, he's brought on um, because the uh, the new owner, um, which is uh, her name is Rebecca. Um, she's kind of new. Her ex, her now ex-husband, uh, had owned the team. It was his uh, his favorite team. Very passionate about it. It was like the one thing he truly loved. So now uh, he was having multiple multiple affairs with a lot of younger women. So she is now trying to run the team in the ground by hiring. Hey, let's hire this, you know, this <laughs> this goofy American football coach who knows nothing about uh, English football or, or soccer and, uh, have him run this team into the ground and we will do anything and everything I can to sabotage this team and make things look horrible. And, uh, somehow in some way with his just insane positivity, uh, even coaching, you know, uh, grown men, um, grown professional athletes with his just kind of happy go lucky, positive attitude, uh, they all eventually kind of adapt to his style and, and things kind of turn around. Right. And they're, they were kind of a below average team anyway, already mm -hmm. on the, the verge of rele uh, relegation. And uh, so I'll, not to, not to spoil, I'm not going to uh, spoil more than, than that, but um, basically it's just the story of, of um, Ted trying to, to make this a su su successful team. And uh and overcoming the obstacles of the ownership while still making friends with her and uh, several others along the way. So I'm going to kind of run through the cast because like this, the, the cast is by far um, just one of the best ensemble casts that I've seen in quite a while. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot of shows, you know, that just have three, four, five main characters and just, and kind of, you know, those are their core with bits and pieces here, but this has got a main cast of, of like 15 people or so. And uh, so it's, um, so I just want to kind of discuss some of them. Um, obviously, we have Ted, uh, Ted Lasso, like I said, is an American football coach who's coming over. And um, um, I'm going to try to do this as spoiler free as possible. So as the season goes on in season one, and then even in season two, um, you know, Ted has some issues and some demons of his own, even with this super positive, um, ambitious personality. Uh, and just just extremely caring uh, he's got his own demons and skeletons in the closet and all these other things that um that kind of come out and probably make you a little bit more passionate towards him anyway um so he's he's just got a lot going on and um and what he's able to do um with the soccer club even with all these things going on is is very amazing and uh, but obviously he's you know he is the the star of the of the show pretty much. Uh, it's played by Jason Sudeikis, who you know SNL. Um, he had kind of invented this character 
10 to 15 years ago or whatever to um, kind of introduce America to Premier League coming to like NBC in America and just kind of being showed on it. So it was just kind of a premiere, like a, a promo, is I think is the word I was looking for, a promo. And uh, I think he and his his writing friends, who also star in the show, became very infatuated with this character and they continued to write and write. And, and here we are. So now we have a, a full actual show. Um, one of his one of Jason's friends in real life uh, plays the role of Coach Beard, uh, who is the sidekick. Uh, and his name is Coach Beard because he he rocks a beard. And I don't even know what his name is. I'm trying to think if I even know what his, does he have? Does he, I'm sure he has a name, but I don't know what it is. Um, and maybe it's never even said. I, I really need to think about that. I'm going to have to look that up. So uh, Coach Beard um, is is such such a unique character. And there is one episode, I'm, I mentioned this earlier, there's one episode, the whole series that, like, like I said, every, every episode gets better and better and better. And you just get more and more hooked. There's one episode towards the end of season two where it's like uh, Coach Beard's Night Out or something like that, I think is what it's called. And he, he just goes just goes off the rail and you're like, is this, this is what this guy does like every night? Like, I wouldn't be surprised. But basically just like him just getting into trouble, going to clubs, doing this, getting in fights. It, it's just ridiculous. And, uh, you know, just just a very eventful night but it was just a bizarre episode and i think it's like one of the lower rated ones um and and i know why because it doesn't really feature what you're used to so it was just kind of one of these one weird off episodes that i think they wanted to give it a try and see what happens i doubt they will do it again but anyway coach beard is so funny he's just a man of few words he you know probably every episode says like 10 words an episode um but that's just like his personality and um it's uh he's, he's a super unique character that uh is very very lovable in a different way than what ted is uh then there is rebecca who is the owner of uh, of afc richmond uh who pretty much every episode becomes like a little bit more likable and um you you kind of like dislike her a little bit in season one as i as i said you know it's part of the whole plot is is from day one Ted is being sabotaged but um Rebecca starts to come around and and as she's kind of dealing with her own like a divorce demons uh so to speak and um you you kind of get a little bit more insights into Rebecca who by the middle of season two like I I was loving actually by the end of season one to be honest um, she has a little bit of a redemption arc and, and, um, she's, uh, she's a very likable person and, um, uh, she's got a great personality and especially like when she doesn't become so boss like, um, I think the term they use is boss bitch in that, in that show when she's not so much that, and she's just Rebecca, uh, she's, she's, she's very likable. She's funny. Um, and she's, she's a, uh, in real life, she is a professionally trained like opera singer. So when she's gotten a few times to sing in the show, very talented singer. So it's, it's also really cool. I, I, I don't know if people don't know that they're probably like, well, that's fake, but no, it's 100% her. Like she is legit. Um, and then there is Nate, who is the kit man for, um, for AFC Richmond, uh, played by Nate, Nate Muhammad, who 
there, there's a few people in shows and, and this might be a bit of a spoiler. So if you don't want a bit of a spoiler, then, then maybe just fast forward like 30 seconds. But there are a few people in, uh, in like television shows who play a character who like you just feel bad that they have to get stuck with this person. And, and really like not so much early Nate as everybody kind of knows, but like late Nate uh, in, in end of season two. Like, I feel bad that Nate Muhammad has to, I keep saying late Nate, uh, or yeah, late, late Nate, Nick Muhammad uh, has to play him uh, in, in season three and going forward, however long it goes. Because, um, man, he uh, his redemption arc is going the opposite of like a Rebecca or a Jamie, right? So um, I do feel bad for Nick that he does have to play this character now. Um, but anyway, Nate is uh, is a very likable guy at first when Ted first meets him. You know, he's uh, Nate is very taken back because he's not used to uh, managers or players or anybody respecting him or even knowing his name. And, uh, you know, that's just not the way Ted works. And uh, it's not the way that Coach Beard works. And, and they obviously you know, that's something they want to turn around. Right. So. Uh, you know, Nate starts off as a very just quiet, timid guy and uh, earns Ted's respect. And, and um, the egotistical part of Nate was, was so frustrating um, because like, that's just like Ted Styles. Like, I, I, like I, I don't want the credit or whatever, but Nate takes it that way of like, hey, yeah, I came up with some of these plays and I came up with this way that we should win this game and you get the credit. But, you know, like that, that's part of being like a boss or part of being a manager and, and Roy at one point has that conversation with him. Like that's the job, man. Like as an assistant coach, you don't really get the credit. And uh, you know, that goes on the head coach and the head coach takes responsibility. You know, if he went with your play and it, it totally failed, guess what? He has to take the responsibility of it failing miserably and you're kind of off the hook. Um, so those are the, those are the things that, you know, that the head coach is responsible for making that ultimate decision of, yeah, this is good. And, uh, Nate didn't quite understand that, you know, Ted had that ultimate respect that, you know, Nate knows what he's doing and he's been around soccer, um, forever and more than us. And, and he, he knows a play that will work. And, um, but anyway, Nate, uh, you know, Nate's got this really unique story of just a nobody to uh, a somebody and then back to just a hate or not back, but then to this, this hateable character. Um, and he gets, you know, I don't know if it's confidence or just, just a, a weird ego. Um, so yeah, Nate, Nate's, Nate's character development is off the charts. I think it's crazy. Um, then there's Higgins. I almost forgot about Higgins to be honest. Um, because he's also one of those characters, like a, like a, almost like a coach beard, where it's that just a few lines here and there, but they're all so good. Um, Higgins is such a lovable character and he's one of those people that, you know, made some mistakes, um, along with, uh, Rebecca and I'll get to Rupert in a little bit, you know, he's made some mistakes. Um, but his, he's got like one of these just good souls where he's just a good person. And, uh, you know, I think you really find that in a few different, different episodes, um, you know, one where he's basically kind of had it with Rebecca and it kind of finally tells her to F off or whatever. Um, you know, that's a good, a good moment for her when finally Rebecca comes clean. And then, um, 
you know, the, the Christmas episode, uh, you, you get that insight. And then, um, in rainbows, um, it, it, it took 10 seconds of Higgins on there for you just like really just fall in love with the dude where like he, you know, uh, he, he, he's at the game and, and, uh, their song is playing and, and, uh, his wife comes in, he's just, he just lights up, right. They both just light up for each other and it just, just makes you feel good. Right. So like an, an older couple, right. Who've, you know, got, you know, teenage kids or whatever, and they have five boys and the small house and all this stuff. And they're, they don't care. They're just happy people. And uh, so, yeah, you just, you just really fall in love with, uh, with Higgins. Um, then there's Keely who I bounce back and forth on Keely. I mean, she's a little obnoxious, right? I don't, I don't know if it's just the, the voice or if she's maybe just a little over to the top for me, but um, she's also, she's just a, a kind of a good hearted person and, and she's also made some mistakes, but um, she, she likes having people hold themselves accountable and, and, um, uh, you know, she's got a pretty decent story arc too, because she's, she can be a very powerful woman. And, um, she's also like a little minor celebrity and, um, what she, what she said, well, she's famous for being almost famous or whatever is what she says. So, um, I mean, Keely is very likable and, um, she's, she's, she's funny, um and uh hopefully her and Roy are are uh, are good for season three. We'll we'll see where that goes. Um and then I mentioned Rupert. Rupert is the former owner of AFC Richmond's Rebecca's uh ex-husband, who is almost 70. We find out in season late, late season one, I think. Um, we find out um, you know, he's almost 70 years old. And um he's a, a bit of a bit of an a-hole and um uh the main reason why Rebecca is doing what she's doing um he's he's dating these younger 20 something year old girls who are obviously you know dating him for his millions of dollars that he has um and uh yeah just a very unlikable guy there's really not much else to him very stereotypical I think uh person like this um and uh, you you kind of learn to hate him, but then um, you know he adds you know Nate into his own story arc right towards the end, and so you find out you know Rupert buys West Ham United uh, at the end of season two, and there's obviously going to be a really quick new rivalry for, forming with you know Ted versus Nate and Rebecca versus Rupert and uh, Richmond versus West Ham right so. Um, very interesting, uh, kind of story arc there. Um, then there's Roy who I, I think outside of Ted is probably my favorite character. I mean, I, I don't know how you could not like Ted, uh, to be honest, but, um, Roy, just the polar opposite, right. Of Ted, like he's very negative and very grumpy man of few words. You know, Ted is always, always talking, right. And uh, like, there's a great line in uh, like middle of season one where they're coming back from like a road trip and uh, Ted, I won't give anything away, but basically something happens to Ted the night before and he doesn't talk the five hour road trip home and coach beard, like they get off the bus and he's like, you know, uh, coach, do you need to talk about something? You, you didn't talk the whole five hours, which is the, 
which is the longest by five hours that you haven't talked. So basically, you know, Ted talks all the time. So uh, Roy, polar opposite. He's just he's just a grouch, grumpy, very abrasive, deep voice, always always grunting, things like that. Um, which just probably the polar opposite version of Ted is why it's a likable thing. And, and so these two coming, kind of coming together and then Roy's Roy, you know, kind of coming to grips with his retirement and, and then getting into coaching and stuff like it is so good. And um, I'm glad they continued to develop Roy and give him more stuff in like season two um, because his, his story that goes through season two is just so good. And um, Rainbow's probably one of my favorite episodes of the whole series. And um, just the, the end of him coming in is so good with, with uh, uh, Rolling Stones and, uh, and, and, and Rainbow's playing. Like it's, it's such a good uh, outro to that episode. Uh, by far one of my favorites. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, Jamie. So then there's, there's Jamie Tart who 100% has the complete opposite arc of Nate, uh, where, where it's like, you know, one starts off as a D bag and becomes like the good guy. And one starts off as the good guy and becomes a D bag. And they're just, they're just total polar opposites. And, um, you know, where, where Jamie comes off as the very stereotypical, uh, egotistical star stud player who's extremely full of himself doesn't need his teammates is all me 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 I'm the best player in the world type of thing and uh, it, it's kind of funny there are there are times you know when he's when he's scoring and pointing to his his jersey his name on the back of his jersey or his kit I guess they call it and uh, he's yelling me 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 and Coach Lasso's like is he yelling meat? He's <laughs> like, uh, no, I think he's yelling me. And I was like, oh, that, that makes more sense. So, uh, but then, you know, as Jamie, you know, you know, changes and, and learns more about himself and what it takes to be successful, um, kind of gets put in his place a little bit while he's gone. And uh, when he kind of comes back to Richmond, um, you know, he, I think he bonds with his teammates and then kind of develops that friendship with Roy, which is, of all people for him to develop friendships with is, is very bizarre. And uh, so, you know, Roy helps him out and they helps start kind of coaching him a little bit. And it, it's a good, it's a good relationship between the two. So it was a very likable, yeah, relationship. It was a very likable relationship. And, uh, you know, the, the scene with Jamie's dad in the locker room, you know, no spoilers, but you know, that, that is a great moment in the whole series. That's a, that's a Mount Rushmore of moments in that series where uh, like some team bonding happens. Right. And uh, so that's really good. Um, and then the, the ending with, with Danny and Jamie uh, very good. And I, I like that, that Jamie and Danny relationship as well. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty funny and, and, uh, where Jamie kind of comes around, but when Danny first pops onto the scene and, and he's just a little, Danny's a little too much for Jamie and, uh, you know, that, that's good. It's, it's the double aces, right? So, um, but it's good. He has a great arc and, um, you know, I love the, you know, the, the signal episode where, 
you know, Roy kind of starts learning to, to coach Jamie a little bit and like, you know, saying, Ted, you know, you, you, you made him this team player and that's not what he needs to be all the time. Sometimes he's got to be a dick. And uh, so, you know, they have that single and it, that signal and it works and, and uh, it's, it's a good, uh, good redemption for, for Jamie to kind of come back and, you know, be that stud player again, but in a likable way. Um, and then there's Sam who, who was just kind of this goofy, didn't really know what was going on guy at the beginning. And then, you know, he, he, he's got some, some unique things that happened to him, but uh, probably the most important thing that I think that happened was the, the Dubai air uh, episode. And that was another great moment for Jamie as well. Not to take anything away from Sam, but obviously that was a, uh, and again, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, man, like, you know, Sam wanting to uh, show his uh, solidarity or whatever um, to, um, you know, a protest basically of, of this company and the whole team kind of coming together to support it, uh, including Jamie uh, was, was really cool and really unique and, and uh, made a lot of sense, which also then led them into getting a, a very unique sponsor going forward. So, um, and that sponsor going forward also led to a whole nother story with, uh, with Sam, which was, which was really cool. I don't want to spoil that there either, but, but um, was also very, uh, very funny. And I'm glad it kind of ended the way it did, but, um, and then Sam's got his story at the end with uh, the Nigerian, I forget the guy's name. Um, but just, you know, obviously at the end of that, where, where Sam's like, okay, I made the right decision because this guy's nuts. Um, but he, you know, gets to uh, uh, use his money towards good to something that he's passionate about at the end. And, uh, you know, that that's really good for Sam. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for his development and, and stuff as well. Um, and then there's Isaac, who, uh, who, is a man also a very few words, uh, but a good backbone for the team, a good back defender and, and um, uh, eventually becomes the new captain of AFC Richmond for season two. And uh, Roy finding that itch of coaching uh, moment with Ted where, you, you know, Ted's always got this plot, basically, I think of what he wants and what, what makes the most sense. And uh you know, him leading Roy into Isaac to, to help him become the captain he should be was, was really, really cool. So Isaac, again, a man, of few words, uh, you know, kind of comes off towards the beginning of season one, you know, especially towards like Nate of like being like, I'm just kind of an unlikable guy like him and Colin. And then they, you know, they kind of change, they kind of become likable again. And, and like the whole, you know, the whole episodes of, of uh, Nate getting the responsibility of giving the pregame talk, at their at this away game against a team they've never they haven't beaten in 60 years or whatever and they getting that opportunity to to talk and and kind of put everybody in their place and uh, everybody knew they wanted they needed to hear it and uh, respected Nate enough at that point because of Ted um mm-hmm. to sit there and listen to it and Isaac included where he's upset at first but then I think it clicked of like oh yeah you know okay Nate, Nate's right <laughs> and then everybody everybody kind of respected it. And, and then the, one of my new favorite uh, people is Danny. I wish he got a few more opportunities to shine because man, when he came on uh, 
<laughs> I mean, his, his entrance, right, is just bonkers, right? Danny Rojas, Rojas, football is life. Yeah, it's just uh, so full of energy. Everybody instantly clicked with him. Like, he, he just was like the energy that the team needed, right? And uh, just very likable, lovable, and talented. And uh, then, of course, you know, something crazy happens to him at the beginning of season two, and it just sticks with him the whole season. Uh, and then finally, you know, he gets that redemption with Jamie at the end, uh, you know, football is life. Right. So um, that is the quick run through. So there's kind of like the main characters There are other people that are, are coming in a little bit more here and there. Um, but uh, all I know is I'm looking forward uh, to season three coming. I'm also enjoying the, my second uh, watch through of, of Ted Lasso. If you haven't watched it, it's on Apple Plus. Uh, I have definitely highly recommend it. It's great. Um, and again, so um, um, just thank you, everybody, for kind of entertaining me, <laughs> entertaining or being entertained or whatever, entertaining me, basically, of letting me talk about uh, something other than video games every once in a while. Um, you know, the, the content currently in the video game world is a little dead. So getting an opportunity to discuss something else is great. So um, again, thank you very much, everybody, for watching, watching, listening, uh, however you're watching or listening to this podcast. Um, I thank you very much. And we will talk to you all later.